Welcome to the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. A southern storm of bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast. Thank you guys for the downloads and participating on the Facebook page. All that great stuff that just makes us want to give you a big hug. Uh, with me always is Jason. What's uh, going on today, sir? Good evening. Good evening. Good evening I'm today, doing great. Tonight. How are you? I'm today? good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, have dinner at the Chinese buffet. Always some good stuff. What there. is your go-to at the Chinese buffet? Like, what, what are the couple of things you just, you gravitate toward? Uh, there's like the peanut chicken. Um, I like general, general sows or general cows, however some people say. General, the general toes. Yeah, my general, <laughs> general toes. toes. Um, then there's like the chicken with the broccoli and lo mein. Oh, love that one. I love yeah. chicken broccoli. Um, even though sometimes there's a little like the seafood delight or those shrimp dish. I'll be all over that. And of course, you got to love noodles and rice. Yeah. And then the, I think it's probably imitation crab, but as. Oh, good. it always is. Yeah. It'd be too expensive to give you the real stuff. Although some Chinese buffets, like on the weekends, they might have a night with crab legs or something. You just got to right. find it and go. And then when it's all done, you read the fortune cookie. That's not true at all. <laughs> Generalize <laughs> something. Never true. Never true. You know, but that's okay. Um, that's a good place to go to on a cold winter's night. So probably warmed you up a little bit. And it's not cold. What? Some of the snow is melting. I mean, it's not cold for me. I mean, it's probably cold for those guys in Kentucky. Right. <laughs> Warm up. Yeah. It was 43 degrees today oh, in, really? in, in Ohio. It'd been so cold leading up today. Like it felt like a heat wave going outside, but yeah, but we're going to get cold again soon. You're wearing your Cinderella shirt. I'm wearing my Cinderella shirt because people we were talking to tonight are a hard blues rock band. And some of the riffs and things remind me of that hard blues like Cinderella, Junkyard, some other bands do. So I thought this would be be a good one where you got the Southern Governor. Yeah, I was listening right. to them as well. And I thought they kind of fall into this category of heavier Southern blues. Rock and blues. Heavier yeah, blues sure. rock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell the people who we got with us tonight there, Jason? Yep, we're going to be talking to the band Bourbon House out of Wisconsin, and they are a heavy blues rock band. Um, if you like Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, Southern Rock, Hard Rock, these guys are for you. They have a new album out called Into the Red, which you guys are going to hear us uh, talk about and see how they got their start, talk about the album and just everything we always do with music, Brian. And as always, you guys are going to love this conversation just as much as we do. So get ready and uh, get yourself relaxing and uh, uh, listen in on this conversation with our new friends in Bourbon House. the guest segment of the podcast and i always throw it over to jason to tell everybody who we have with us today yep brian as always is my pleasure to introduce the guest this week we have Lacey, we have jason 
from the Wisconsin-based hard blues rock band, Bourbon House. How are you two doing this evening? Great. Awesome. Thanks, thanks for being yeah. on. And as we talked before the show, a guitarist named Jason, I'm automatically going to like this guy <laughs> in the band. <laughs> Although he's a much better guitar than I am. So how's everything going in Wausau this evening, guys? They look for everybody listening. They looked at each other. They didn't know what to do with that comment. <laughs> yeah, right like, on to the next thing. <laughs> uh, Wisconsin is cold, very cold. That's kind of all I can say about it right now, I guess. Well, I'm in is North it- Dakota, so I I know what uh, you're going through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who is colder, North Dakota or Wisconsin? <laughs> Well, right now it's like 30 degrees here, something like that. I was just going to say, today is like one of the nicer days that, that we've yeah. had. And it's, yeah, it's like 30. Nice. Weird. Jason, are you wearing a Zeppelin shirt? What, what, do you got a band shirt on? Uh, yeah, it's a band shirt. Oh, uh, Grateful Dead. Grateful okay, Dead. Nice. Say, there we go. Nice. I have, Lacey, a, I have a local band on coming, coming home. So tell us about coming home, the band. Forget about you guys. We want to know about coming home. <laughs> <laughs> They're really cool, two piece. Check them out. Out of, like Tampa. <laughs> yeah. out out of, of where? Florida, out of Florida somewhere. I think Florida. Florida. Yeah. We had, um. there's a band I really like a lot that we've had the the singer and guitar player on a two piece called the cold stairs are out of Indiana. You guys ever hear them? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, they're, they're, great. they're great, but they just added a bass player and they have a show into this month in Evansville where their home base is the first time ever as a trio. Ooh, mm, that's cool. That would be interesting. It should be interesting. Those yeah. guys are awesome. I've seen them live. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what that brings to the show. But awesome. anyway, enough about other bands who aren't you guys. <laughs> You're here to talk Over about here yourself. For, right? So Brian, hit him, hit him with yeah. our first, our patented first question. So how did you both get started in music? And then, you know, how does that lead into getting into bands and then starting, starting this band? I didn't really get into music or, you know, I wasn't in a band or anything um, until I started this band with, with Jason. So um, he definitely has more experience being in bands. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of in our blood though. I mean, I felt like I was in a band even before I was in a band, but um, I, I was in cover bands Going back to, you know, age 20. So, you know, I started fairly young, but I was playing instruments before that. And I don't know, I just thought it would be something fun. I would, I didn't really get super serious about it until five years ago. So what happened then? Uh, well, we started doing just like acoustic shows together. We were playing some um, just like really old school blues. We were doing like Muddy Waters. And right on. Wow. Nice. And yeah. Um, it was something different that that other people weren't really doing for, for acoustic things. So, um, but anyway, we did that. And then, you know, people were like, um, yeah, but I want to hear Janis Joplin and Guns N' Roses and ACDC. And then it, it ended up being an acoustic um like rock classic rock you were like tenacious d but a guy and a girl we were like tenacious d yeah (laughs) everybody loves Uh, tenacious d come on yeah for sure i do um yeah and then it just it just evolved from there we stopped doing that we started writing it well we started writing original music before we stopped doing that but um 
And then after, you know, after the original music um, happened and we recorded it and, re and started releasing stuff, we were like, we don't want to do any of that stuff anymore. We want to do our own thing. So that's kind of the gist of, of what happened there. And was it about five years ago where you really started putting this version together of Bourbon House where you've got the bass player and drummer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We recorded without having a band. Um, and we hadn't played a full a show until after. We so you guys recorded it. Your what your first thing was an EP in 2017. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah, you did that without a band. People. Yeah, we just hired some people, some musician friends that we knew. Um, and then you know, then we kind of got a band, a live band together. Did a few shows. Um, actually, I did quite a few shows our first year, but mm -hmm. yeah. So I want to go back to some origin stories here. Jason, I'm going to start with you. So you said you were playing instruments in high school. What kind of instruments were you doing? Were you like a marching band, jazz band? Like what was going on? Uh, no, not really. I, um, I got a keyboard when I was 12 or 13 and tried to figure out how to play it and didn't have much luck. And then a couple of years later, I bought an old guitar from a pawn shop and tried to figure it out and couldn't figure out how to play it. So um, it wasn't until I met some friends who played guitar and they were pretty good at it. And I just asked them to teach me. So that's, yeah. that's how it happened. He doesn't have like musical people. It's not really a musical family. So he didn't really have, and also like not like YouTube to teach you, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, now, like, man, anybody can learn anything at any time. There's everything exactly. you possibly need to know on mm -hmm. YouTube. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So he had to learn himself and practice several hours a day yeah well i yeah i think i started learning guitar a little bit late actually i was probably 18 by the time i really started learning chords and scales and i knew that i was kind of behind you know mm -hmm. so i just practiced about 10 hours a day for those first two years until i was yeah. as good as my friends so you yeah. get the pentatonics minor scale memorized and maybe like whatever, just a couple scales, a couple chords. Yeah. <laughs> really guitar yeah. is all you really need to have. Yeah. Well, and then I was in college too at that time. So I took um, college level music theory and I learned all. Oh, this yeah. That helps modes. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I learned how to read and write music and I learned the modes and, you know, learned everything as, as far as I could go. I took history of music and I took blues and jazz. So um yeah they're calling you professor jason over here dr yeah. j <laughs> <laughs> uh lacy going to you so you said you really weren't involved in music at any point until you started i don't know how we'll, we'll get into how you and jason met but i mean what were you doing prior to music and kind of what led you into knowing that you were a really good singer and wanting to wanting to pursue it um so i do come from a very musical family okay. actually um so, you know, I always knew that I had, like, I always sang at home, you know, sang around campfires, the occasional, uh, like, talent show or something at, at school or whatever I would do. Um, so, yeah, like, I knew I could sing, but it wasn't something I was necessarily pursuing. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually a writer. I was writing, like, of fiction. Oh, really? Of, like, scary <laughs> books <laughs> that's what I was doing when I met Jason actually um and uh yeah so did, I, I don't know I did some like musical theater and I did okay. um you know I was more of like a dancer I was a performer but 
just not in that way. So does that is that writing help, like uh, writing lyrics? Does any of the, that stuff come into the songs or stories? Or I think probably. Um, I think I so. When we first started writing songs, uh, Lacey was like, I've never written lyrics before. I don't know what to write about. I don't know what to do. He's like, you've written entire and novels. And I said, you've written entire <laughs> novels. All you need to do is write one page. Right. <laughs> I did find it a lot harder, though, in a way. Tell, tell a whole story. In just one. It's, it's like a poem. Page. Yeah, just write a little poem. Oh, yeah, but I'm not good at poetry. I'm very long-winded. I but you guys could be a prog band. You could, that's perfect prog band material, then. Right. Difficult to, to take that story and put it into, like, three minutes. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, Twitter. Like, I have a hard time making my sentences that short on Twitter. <laughs> Stupid character limits. Yeah. Damn you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Lacey, did you have, were other members of your family said they were musical? Were they singers? That, were they instrumentalists? Or what were they doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad is, um, he plays guitar and, and sings very well as well. My sister is a phenomenal singer. Um, I have aunts, cousins, uncles who are just all, they all do that stuff. Nobody really does it like super professionally. My sister did, Mm -hmm. um, do it pretty professionally. And now she's like a backup singer for, for a lot of things going on. Um, yeah, but it's just around, like it was just always around. Everybody was just able to do it. Now, do you guys get together and do family jam, jam sessions with Jason now? I mean, when you guys get to see each other? Yeah, well, we don't get to see each other very often, though. They live in Canada. I'm Canadian. Um, I so- was right, Brian. We were talking before this. I'm like, I think Lacey's from Canada. We're going to oh, find oh. this out. Oh, good job. There you go. Now you know. Um, so, but yeah, we've, you know, previously when we've gone to visit, we've had campfire sessions and, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Um, it's been hard to visit lately it's been about years at this point yeah Uh, what part of canada ontario okay are you okay so are you by toronto mississauga like like that area or somewhere else yeah it's about like four hour drive north of toronto Sudbury. okay so get pretty far up there now i will say though jason has a much more wisconsin or whatever accent than you have canadian accent wait yeah I don't sound Canadian is what you're no, saying. No, like but he, sounds... but Jason definitely has the, the Wisconsin accent or whatever's going on in the Midwest. Do I have a Wisconsin accent? I've been no, here for a long time. Okay. Not as much. I hear more from Jason. Okay. I'm just a, a nobody. <laughs> Jason's over there like, what is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So from Canada, getting kind of getting back and everything. Now, how did you guys, how did you meet and start deciding you want to do music together? You want to go? Um, I don't know. When we started playing acoustic shows, we just realized that we had something. I don't know. I thought that we had something that was worth recording. Um, we had a couple of originals that we were working on just for the fun of it, because every so often people would ask for an original. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, well, if we could have five of them and go record them that would just be something cool to have at the shows so um we whipped up five originals and then we wound up with some spare studio time so we wrote two more at the last minute that's why there's seven songs on the first album 
Um, but so much uh, for being long-winded, Lacey, not be able to write a song. <laughs> right. Well, how did you guys meet each other, though? I mean, obviously, were you guys like a couple? Or, like, did you like? Well, we were together. He was a writer too. We were both okay. writers, and we met on a website for writers. Okay. <laughs> Is that website? And yes, still... we're married. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't want to make any assumptions. No. <laughs> Clarify. Yeah. The website doesn't exist anymore, but it was a, a website where you could post your writing, and then mm -hmm. other users would read it and comment on it and vote on each other's work. Mm -hmm. And then oh. help each other, kind of like a yeah, you know, kind of like a MySpace. <laughs> if you remember MySpace. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Brian and I are. Middle age, we remember MySpace. <laughs> I didn't actually have a MySpace, but I know what it was. Okay. <laughs> Robin, you being younger than everybody. Thank you. So I always like to ask our guests, um, you know, did this all, is this all this with the band and everything, has that all been in that area around Wisconsin? And if so, like what kind of scene was there? Or do you guys have to go to like Madison or somewhere else to, to play or to, to get something bigger going? There's a lot of uh, small clubs actually all over Wisconsin that have, you know, they have a, a decent um, following of people. So like you can definitely kind of start up, you know, with without having anybody even hear your music and and play out and and have a little bit of a crowd. Like I wouldn't say like a huge crowd and some places are definitely better than others. Um, but I think it has more to do with the venue than it has to do with the city. Mm -hmm. So in, um, in, in these clubs, you know, other bands playing original music or? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, good indie music scene where you guys are. Yeah. It's a, there's a ton of independent bands here. There's yeah. A lot. Well, I mean, there was a lot. I think a lot of them broke up, but we'll, they'll well, probably come back. <laughs> COVID's been tough, right? We're almost three years sure. into this thing and it doesn't, it does not help yeah. that environment of you being a band, keeping a band going. Like it's, it's tough. It doesn't help the venues either. The oh, venues sure. that support these, you know, these smaller bands. How do you how do you survive that? You know, so yeah, I don't know. Fingers crossed, things things get a little bit better there. But um, I'm hoping we so. Toured too. What's that? We have toured too, um, and we will be touring some more. Do you guys have plans already put together for a tour? Or are you working on it? Yeah. Yes, we do. We have are a you? tour in March. Okay, where where are you going to be? It's probably on your website, which we'll we'll pitch all that stuff later. It's actually not. It's not like officially announced yet. It's going to be announced uh, pretty soon. But it's south. We're going south. Um, we're going to be hitting Texas. Wow. Um, I think we've got uh, an Oklahoma. We have um, Alabama, Mississippi, Louis South on there. Carolina. It's all over nice. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to Ohio? I think Ohio is on there. Really. Um. I'm in Ohio. I'm right outside of Columbus, Ohio. So if really? you guys show up close by, I will absolutely go to a show. Okay. Hmm. I'll have to look. Well, we'll check your website out when it's posted. <laughs> and we will certainly, yeah. through our social medias and everything else, like okay. you know, make sure that we support you guys forever. Because we like to support our artists. Once you're on the podcast, we consider everybody family. So awesome. We've got your backs. Um, awesome. <laughs> well, how did you, how did you two meet though? I know you're married. You start like begin yeah oh the website the website the okay website, so, yeah so you guys got there did you find out you were both musical 
after you've met or was it through kind of this connection through this website? Well, I guess we like we talked about it just in conversation. Um, it's not something we started even like playing with. Like, I don't know. It's not something we, we started doing. So Jason didn't pull out his acoustic guitar and try to woo you with some Cat Stevens. Oh, he definitely <laughs> did. He played acoustic guitar for me, for sure. Yeah, I sent you a few um, clips of myself playing and singing acoustic guitar at, at, or, yeah. or piano and singing. And uh, there was a couple of times where I just plugged in the electric guitar and shredded a little bit. Yeah, but, nice. Yeah, it was just he like did that for sure. And you can get after it too, because all the like you got some great guitar parts on this new album. So you can have flat oh, out play. Thanks. Thanks. But it was always just kind of a back burner thing, you know. At the time I had only been playing guitar. You know, it was I was kind of out of practice and I was only playing guitar once or like an hour or two a week, maybe. Mm -hmm. I was like super bored mm -hmm. because we were pursuing our writing careers at the sure. time. That's what we talked about 90% of the time. And yeah. then every so often we'd be like, hey, I'm also, uh, I can play guitar, you know. Yeah. And then Lacey sent me a few clips of herself singing. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's something you can do. You, you know, you have a good voice, you know. And that was that. And we didn't think about mm -hmm. it again for a few years. I was also like incredibly shy about my singing more at that at that time and I don't think I became unshy about it until like after probably I'm gonna say like 2018 okay <laughs> when I decided that like I needed so you already recorded an EP and you're yeah. still a year after that you felt comfortable oh my god recording that EP even I was like yeah I wasn't uh I wasn't super confident um that it actually helped though you know, hearing, hearing it back and, and being like, oh, I did that. And that's, that doesn't So you got bad. more confidence to hear it on tape. You're like, wow, I'm pretty good. Like I, right. I don't feel so self-conscious anymore. It sounds better than, you know, it no, it's true. In my own soul and head. Well, like, anything that you're, you know, you're trying to get confident at, whether it's playing yeah. an instrument, taping yourself, hearing that, playing a sport, what, you know, taping yourself, doing something and watching it back that, that helps you either correct the Absolutely. problem or give you the confidence absolutely you have to force yourself through it so i did that and uh, yep. so was this recorded in an area studio too as well in that area yeah um oh god the so the ep was recorded in eau claire wisconsin mm -hmm. which is only about like an hour and a half mm -hmm. uh, yeah. from us and so was a uh, wild abandoned our second one too um this one the one that we just released into the red was recded at three different studios. Okay. Yeah. Three different songs. It's been there before. Like, yeah, we went, I mean, we would, we still do this now. We write a few songs. We write four or five songs. We go record them. Sure. Maybe we'll have a single after that. Um, we'll write some more. We'll go record them. You know, it's not like we don't do it a whole album at a time. It's a lot more affordable too, to do that. Cause the studio it time's expensive and all that, you know, for sure. Yeah, and it's less stressful. I mean, the second album, Wild Abandoned, we went in and recorded all eight songs at once. Mm -hmm. You know, and I felt like that was too much. So the next time we went to the studio, we only took four songs in and recorded those four songs. And we felt like that was perfect, you know. So we thought from now on, we're not recording more than five songs at a time. Yeah. 
Yeah, and a lot of bands are doing what you guys are doing. They're going in, recording a couple single songs, releasing singles, and then then eventually have this album. And everybody's kind of heard it. Like it seems to be a very popular thing to do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And finding the right fit for you too. Like I felt like we kind of had a hard time. Um, does you know deciding between um, because like everything is very pro tools right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, you know, the kind of band who's like, ah, like, I don't, you know, we want to do, things you got a dirty like, rock sound, man. You don't want to gloss over pro tools. Right. Yeah. Right. We want everything as like raw and authentic as possible, but also not, not sound raw at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like we want it to sound professional too, though. Um, so we've kind of like, I don't know, we've kind of struggled between that. Um, so yeah, I guess that's why we're we we bounce around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that. And I think it yeah. provides a lot of interest to like listen to all your songs and how right. they sound as well, you know. And I think we can move to a lot more with this this into the red albums is great. I mean, to me, and I know know it says, you know, you guys have insp- inspiration from like Black Sabbath and Deep Purple and Zeppelin, but it is definitely more Zeppelin to me because you've got the harder bluesy riffs and you know robert plant and like females can sing like with like the robert plant range a little bit and mm-hmm. then even some of like the you know the slower jams and blues stuff still gives me because you know led zeppelin did a little bit of everything and that's yeah i get real strong vibes from that yeah that's i mean it's probably one of our top it's definitely one of our top um influencing bands so yeah, yeah that's you know good call (laughs) in terms of what kind of a band i would like to have i think zeppelin is probably the kind of band i would like to have Mm -hmm. they can play many different genres very eclectic they can go anywhere and do anything and have four talented members and you just never know what they're going to do next um i feel like these days most bands have a signature sound and that's all they do every song pretty much sounds like Mm -hmm. that you know and i don't want to I don't really want to be that way. So I, can, I have to ask, Jason, since you're wearing a Grateful Dead shirt, do you, is, does the Grateful Dead, do you think, does that play into your music at all, even if it's a subliminal, or just do you ever catch anything, a nuance of, of that? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, every, every band that I like or have gotten into at least a little bit has crept into what we do. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think that the the acoustic song High Road Gypsy that we just recorded, it's not out yet, but that was definitely influenced by a lot of the acoustic songs by the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. Right on. So piece of trivia, today is January 12th. What does this like what is this relation to this date for Led Zeppelin? Do you know? Ooh, ask him, I'm bad. What significance? Yeah, what's the significance about the date for January 12th for Led Zeppelin? Um, is it Jimmy Page's birthday? That was a couple of days ago. Yeah, you I were thought very it was close. Like the 7th, right? Today is the anniversary of Led Zeppelin 1 being released. Really? 1968. Yep. Damn. Wow. Nice. <laughs> all right. One of the best <laughs> debut albums of all time of any bands. Yeah, for sure. You yeah. know, I put it up there with like Appetite for Destruction. Boston, yep. Boston. You know, there's a whole but Zeppelin one is right there at the top. Yeah, you got good taste. That's right. That's why I'm on a podcast, man. That's why I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> so you guys are going out on this uh, 
extensive tour. Have you guys went toured that far before? Has it been more regional for you? Because I'm very impressed with the t- when you're talking where your tour is going to go. Uh, a lot of bands that are somewhat newer, they're kind of like just stay in a specific region. Mm-hmm. What was the question? Sorry. Is Have you toured that extensively before or, or have you been more regional before? And now is this your first tour going longer out? This is uh, a second. Yeah. Our last tour was actually longer. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That one last... we dipped into Florida and everything too. So yeah, the tour that we did last March was 27 days and we had a little Florida leg with five dates in it. Okay. That's the only thing missing from this tour, but we're doing a, a similar route this time. But we're definitely hitting a lot of different um, venues and different markets too. We haven't played in uh, Louisiana, but we're, we have two dates there, I think. Or is there just one? There's one. Okay. But anyway, just like, uh, you know, lots of Texas. Yeah, we have a lot of bands, obviously, for what we do. It's a blues and Southern rock focused podcast that come yeah. down from the South. Um, yeah. And Dirty Roses, Magnolia Bayou, Georgia Thunderbolts, Blackberry Smoke, people we've had on. And I think your sound will go over really well in those markets because it's very consistent with the other bands that we have. Yeah, on. that's what we were thinking going going down there for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the scene is in Wisconsin. But I'm gonna say Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee is probably your good market. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to be in Clarksville, Tennessee. I think that's the closest we'll be to you, and that's on the thirty first. Okay. So we're not going to. We're not we're summer not tour. We need a summer tour. You need to go through Indiana, oh, Ohio, Kentucky, somewhere closer to me. Yeah, no, we plan on doing a lot of touring. Um, North Dakota for Brian. Go to Fargo. <laughs> Hey, my closest go-to is we well, went there a couple of years ago. No yeah, we played, okay. we played um, a motorcycle rally. In Bismarck. Oh, at Minocan Grove? Yep. Yep. You did, really? We did. See, we did. I used to go there, but I'm retired from all minded mood-altering substances for quite a while now. So, uh, nice. no, I used to go there every year. <laughs> yeah. Don't remember much, but hey, I was there. <laughs> yeah. Two nights was only. Fun. It was fun. Yeah, we... Uh, um, some a fan of ours reached out to us on Reverb Nation, I think. Oh, really? What it was, and she was like, "Hey!" And she runs, um, she runs it, or she's one of the people who runs out there. Okay. And uh, her name Janet well, Frost. I don't know if she knew that we were all. It was Janet Frost. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, so we just. Uh, she's like, I know you do a lot of originals, but like, I'm like, we do all originals. She's like, learn a couple of covers and come. <laughs> That's essentially what we did. So interesting. You guys don't play, you don't traditionally play any covers all on your set? We don't, no. I mean, we try not to, but there's been shows where we have just to fill, you know. Yeah. But we have a lot of a lot of originals. We, we yeah, right, those. right. Yeah. I mean, you're an original band, like, it, which is always, you, you know, you want to play originals, but it's always interesting mm-hmm. to hear, like, when somebody throws a cover in. Like, yeah. my band, I'm in a band, we do originals, but, like, we'll always throw one or two covers in every set or show just because people just because. don't fucking know who we are <laughs> right yeah <laughs> because that yeah it's fun so on these shows you play do you just go out there just with your band or is there going to be any shows that you're playing is there any of your contemporaries that, that we might not have heard of that you think are great at all or anyone that you've toured with or uh well last time we went on tour with uh the almas they're friends they're friends of ours they're a little more um a little more rock rock I, 
can I say like rock rock? Like yeah, yeah. A little poppy. A and little more of a punk influence too. Yeah. Um, um, but they're great and they're good friends of ours. Uh, we're, and they're roster mates as well. They're on the same roster as ours, as mm-hmm. us. And this time we're bringing the regimes with us. They're, um, they used to be called Gandhi's Gun. I don't know. Gandhi's Gun, wow. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they are, they're on our roster too. Um, and they're, they're our support. Oklahoma. When you say roster, you like label or? Uh, our booking agent. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Right on. It's a small agency. He only has about um, like 10 or so on it. Right on. Right on. Well, well, tell us about this, your new album. It just came out. um, I have it listed as October, but I saw something on your website that said January. Yeah, it came out October. Okay. Any second. All right. Just making sure. So how long did it take you to put it together? Like just the whole process. I mean, who's in the band, same guys you're touring with you. Do they record oh, with you? Just, <laughs> well, if, you could skip that. Oh, tell, tell us about this album. <laughs> well, as Lacey mentioned, we did record this album uh, at three different studios. Right. And each time we brought a different bass player. Okay. So did any um, of them stick? No, they're all good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy in your video playing the upright bass? He's gone already too. Yes. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So that guy you played the upright bass, you're gone. Yeah, yeah. I think we've had uh, 14 people learn oh my God. our songs on bass. So so his final tap when the drummer's exploding, it's the bass player. <laughs> it's true, man. I don't know. Bass players around here are just. First of all, there's like three, maybe like I don't know, and they're in every band and everybody. <laughs> trying to share and I don't know but we also like we just do a lot more there's been like either somebody who you know they want to do the tour and play the shows and do that stuff and not do anything else or the other way around they're scared of going on the road or like whatever they can't do it or it's just like Hmm. hasn't hasn't worked out we we have somebody right now you know it's it's hard to say because every time we have a a new basis i'm like yeah he seems like the one <laughs> you know but um you never know obviously we have like high hopes uh but we have so many people who know our baselines now that we're like we're set no matter yeah, what everybody. we have good relationships just in case yeah yeah no we do we have good relationships with all of them uh so you know, and I wasn't knocking on the dude for playing upright bass. I dig that. Like our, my band I'm in originally wanted to be a rockabilly band, but we turned up to more Americana rock. And most of the first two albums we have, our bass player played upright bass. Now everything's a lot more electric. And that's really kind of a cool, cool yeah. sound, especially on, on the song, which you're, you're dancing in that video. So I noticed you said you were more of a performer yeah. uh, in the past. So you, you took your actual dancing into that video. Yeah. Yeah. Actually for the, first time i think i don't think we've ever used it before so all those lessons you had as a kid paid off they paid off i'm in a music video my My daughter is a competition dancer she's 16 and she's been doing it i don't know how long like forever so one day i as well would hope that it pays (laughs) off (laughs) yeah because you know i was like honey i can pay for college i can pay for dance classes I can't do both. You got to figure it out. You chose Dan. So 
<laughs> Godspeed. Juilliard. Yeah. <laughs> well, probably not going to Juilliard, but you know, dance team in college or something, like just get some money or something towards yes, I don't know. Right. You know, so the University of Cincinnati has a national championship dance team. So oh, wow. do something like that. Do it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> One song that really stuck out to me is is bad for me. I really okay. like that tune a lot. Yeah. I think uh, some of your stuff also was just kind of remnant, uh, reminded me a little bit, kind of similar sound to sound to Blackstone Cherry, which is utmost compliment. I like Blackstone mm-hmm. Cherry too. Mm-hmm. I like all of the bands that you guys are are mentioning. Are yeah. So on tour. since you're Lacey Crow, do you like yeah. the Black Crows? I love the Black Crows. That's our band. Right on. Brian and I are Black Crows and Blackberry Smoke people big time. Oh, God. We, we, yeah, we love the Black Crows. We actually just saw them. Oh, on the, on the Shake Your Money Maker anniversary tour? Yeah. yeah. What did you think of Dirty Honey? I like Dirty Honey. I thought they did a great job. They're, they rock. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Jason, what did you, what did you think of the guitar work? Oh, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, the Black Crows have, um, well, you know, it's, Chris and Rich and the rest yep. of them. And then Eliza and, Mitchell from Earthless and who shredded. Yeah. Yeah. They, so the guys they brought along on this for this tour did, did an awesome job. I know yeah. these aren't the original guys from the right. album, you know, but um, yeah, they all did awesome. They're really good. And Dirty Honey, uh, we've been following Dirty Honey yeah. since, you know, since before anybody knew who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, when we discovered them, I think they had 5,000 Facebook likes and they said, just watch. These guys are going to explode yeah. in the next six months. And we watched that happen. So, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, man. You're absolutely right. I caught into them, probably not as early as you guys, but pretty early. And I'm like, this is, this is fantastic. It's got that 70s hard rock, yep. the blues edge to it, guitar driven. Guys got a really good, good voice. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, their album came out. I heard him do a cover of Last Child by Aerosmith. I'm like, that is freaking yeah. really good. They just released a cover of Let's Go Crazy by Prince. Have you heard that? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was really freaking good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I was impressed. I saw a lot I saw of people person. like commenting and they're like, Prince did it this way too, you know? Like, <laughs> Theirs is almost a little funkier than than uh, Prince's version. For Prince is more rocky than that they've got a little yep. bit of a of a like an yeah. not, not r&b but a funkier like rhythm to the song and it's cool yeah absolutely i was uh name dropping here not vernon reed from in living color i was chatting oh. with him over twitter and i sent i said hey have you heard this song yet because he's a big obviously prince guy he's like i have not but that's that's dope i like nice. it i'm like nice that's cool spreading the dirty honey love yeah <laughs> but you guys are very similar to your sound is it really again? It is that '70s hard rock blues guitar-driven music, yeah. and I think you know. And we're seeing a lot more of these bands starting to emerge or become at least have more of a spotlight on. Are you guys kind of getting the same feel? It's it's the spotlight thing. That's I, I think that's what's changing because um, these bands have been around for a long time. Um, not all of them, obviously, right. not like Dirty Honey, but like Rival Sons, yeah, mm-hmm. great band. Like Goodbye June, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of bands that are doing this kind of sound. It's just like the spotlight. The spotlight needs to shine there and uh, get out of the you know what what the children are calling like dad rock. That's, yeah. what that's what we're hearing. You yeah, know? the late 90s, uh, second or third wave of post-grunge that's still being yeah. 
yeah. championed by DJs today. That's like kind of all. These, these That's guys all are all eight so. years old, and they're on mm-hmm. the 19th album that kind of yeah. still sounds like the first Papa Roach. <laughs> Everybody album. sounds like the yeah. Scott Sapp from, go, from yeah. Creed's voice. Right, <laughs> oh. right. Yeah, yeah so. I don't know. It's just time for, for a different for a different sound and something a little more, I don't know. Well, the, the emphasis and the spotlight going back on true bands where people play and master an instrument and they're singing, there's not a lot of studio trickery. It's actual just nuts and bolts, rock and roll music. And it, I'm glad, you know, and that's why Brian really started the podcast is to try to do more promotion of these type of bands who don't get a lot of promotion. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, my basically my disdain for corporate FM radio it's kind of a big reason why this got started. I mean, you're not the yeah, you're not the only one who has that. We lost our station. We don't even have a rock station. Oof. And that's just happening. Yeah. People aren't listening to it. No, as much, not, you know? like, yeah, there's a hundred thousand people in our area, and we don't even have a single active rock station. Wow. Wow. We had one and the you know, and it was you know, it was pretty good, but it's it just gone. Yeah. And I'm gonna guess too, it's not the 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 desire to hear rock music isn't gone. The corporate overlords yes. made a decision. Right. And then also a lot of these rock stations, even XM radio, Sirius XM satellite plays the same shit over yeah. and over and over. They might just have a playlist that's 20 bands and 20 songs instead of 10, 10 that they repeat. But I'm right. really disappointed in satellite radio. Like it would be super cool to have a rock station on satellite just devoted to like you guys and all these bands that we're talking about that traditionally aren't mm-hmm. getting that platform but are emerging in the spotlight and like we're building up these the space of support i think it would be a slam dunk right yeah well independent just, fm radio is going to start making some rumblings here pretty soon so that's right because brian's going to be doing some independent <laughs> fm radio and what in what satan city uh near tulsa so, I mean, I don't go. I do it from here and send it. Well, to they're going to Oklahoma. You're going to have to get that. We're going to thing. Tulsa, actually. Yeah, see, you're going to have to promote <laughs> yeah. the hell of that show. Oh, for sure, record, for sure. I was just thinking radio. that. Yeah. I was just thinking and that. Play their songs. Say, These guys are going to be here. Go freaking listen to them. They actually play instruments. Yeah. They do rock music. <laughs> but we do. Yeah. Actually, the, the town is called Locust Grove, which I think is a really cool, cool name. It is a cool name. Yeah. It sounds like a band. Yeah, right, it, right. Really, that would be a kind of a cool name for a band, Locust Grove. I, I could see that. Yeah. We might have to change it to Locust Grove. If the, or just, just do a side project. Yes. <laughs> restaurant might come after us. You never know. Well, if Jason can sing, you can make him the lead vocalist, and Lacey can pick up an instrument or something. <laughs> Lacey can shake a tambo real good. Or he can just <laughs> dance around while he sings, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever you got. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go back to a quick story about me because when I was kind of kidding you guys and talking a little about how you met and you serenading, when I met my wife, she's like, oh, you can play guitar. I'm like, yep. She's like, can you play me something? I play stuff on acoustic guitar. She's like, can you like sing with it? And I have a terrible voice. I learned to play guitar so I can never sing. And, you know, I, I think I did something by Oasis or whatever. And she goes, um, yeah, can you not sing anymore? <laughs> and I'm like, Yes, ma'am. Great. Yeah. So, I play guitar with my friends in the band. I don't sing. <laughs> nice. So Jason, well done. You're able to at least at least do both really well because I sure shit couldn't. <laughs> so you mentioned the name. Like, how did that come about for you guys? Bourbon House. Yeah. Uh, we well, better like we- bourbon. 
you gotta like yeah well we were just thinking of like we wanted something that sounded you know bluesy bluesy and rocky basically and just you know whiskey and the devil and all of those like things came into uh came into mind um i think we had just recently been to um new orleans too and i think we were thinking of you know just like around there and we thought of bourbon and then we thought of like bourbon barrel mm-hmm. we're like oh, that sounds stupid um and then we were thinking of you know some other like older blues people i thought of sun house it just kind of like came together like bourbon and house together boom that's the one <laughs> yeah and I, I kind of remember how i came across you guys i don't know if it's on youtube or twitter or facebook or something and the name stuck out i'm like bourbon house that's cool hey it's a blues rock band and check you guys out and i, I kind of it really did kind of just all kind of naturally fit with everything cool name uh mm-hmm. cool vibe so Thanks. Right on on that. And you can't go wrong with bourbon, especially this time of year to warm yourself up. And it's yeah, cool absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so writers, I want to, I didn't know you guys were writers. So I want to ask a couple writing questions. So Lacey, you, you, did you actually have some books out and can you like talk about that? If you, if you actually publish? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I had one published um, with a, you know, an independent publishing mm-hmm. company a, ho- a um, horror book was that horror yeah it's apparently disturbing or whatever i don't know <laughs> what's what, what is the title it's called apostle apostle and is it under lacy crow or a different name it's lacy crow yeah okay all right so you can your... read it don't judge me um <laughs> that's it though yeah no 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 judgment zone here trust me we, <laughs> um, i'm i'm a big horror fan um love mo- horror movies horror books mostly horror movies um my mom got me like Stephen King and Dean Coots and all that kind of stuff as a kid so I'm I'm with you on there so Apostle by Lacey Crow so we got that one yeah okay Jason how how about you how far did your writing career get um I I uh wrote probably a dozen books okay and uh once I write the first draft I kind of want to move on to the next uh book so that's what I (laughs) never really because it takes like six months to write a book and after the first that sounds fast to me but I've never written a book well well altogether mine like before publishing with all the editing and all the rewrites and everything was about a 10-year span I'm talking about first draft takes about six months but after the first two months you're sick of the characters and the plot and everything else and you (laughs) want to move on to the next project that's how I am yeah. You know, at least I can write a song in a day and then the next day start working on a new song or I can even write a whole album in a matter of a couple months and yeah. then work on a whole new album. So things are like faster moving. But with a book, you need to have a lot of patience and a lot of diligence. Yeah. That's and why we don't do it. Anymore. Even after six months of writing a, a rough draft, you have a really crappy rough draft. Yeah. So then you need to spend another couple years polishing it up until it's good enough to send to somebody. I was never willing to put that much work into it, into one story, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I wrote about a dozen books. And also, the it's very trendy industry. So at the time, it was all about the vampires, mm-hmm. you know. 
vampires a, and werewolves and all their yeah, dating yeah, history yeah. and yeah. so <laughs> the industry was only looking for books that were about vampires werewolves and they were kind of romancy and took place in washington state that sort of thing right <laughs> but if you're not writing that kind that's of, awfully specific there's yeah. got to be some kind of series that maybe became a movie series. yeah, well, yeah <laughs> exactly so that's what was in and if you weren't writing something like that they really didn't want to even take a look Sure. And the whole industry was falling apart too at the time because people are self-publishing, people were putting their books up on Kindle. Yeah. So all these publishing houses were going out of business. That's what I would do now, by so the that's... way, though. I would just self-publish it. But... Mm -hmm. Well, it's like the music. The music has really moved towards indie to people producing and releasing themselves because sure. the big record companies are kind of only doing these mega, you know, you know, it's not the same. And it's probably a hell of a lot easier to make money being your own independent business anyways whether it's writing a book or, or putting the band together yeah of course yeah so i was going to say for jason is that songwriting must have been the natural thing to go to from from writing books you know because you don't have to spend as much time are do you find that songs you're just always writing or is there a process where you decide okay today i'm gonna write a song do they is the process different at different times do they just come to you do you you just you're just always writing or or the um, delays in there sometimes or I think the writing process just sort of really comes naturally. I mean, if I pick up an instrument, I can come up with a, an interesting chord progression or a cool riff right away and write a song within 15 minutes. But the hard part is the lyrics and melody, mm -hmm. which if mm -hmm. I'm writing, I could just go ahead and write it. But if you're doing that with somebody else, that's the hardest possible way. So like now I, you know, I come up with my part and then I'm like, okay. Lacey, do you have something for this? And she's like, no. Keep yeah. playing that. So then we have to work on it for like weeks and weeks to get one song done. Or so, not. So it's like, it's a, it's sort of a long, painstaking way of doing it the way we do it. But yeah. But we don't do it like that every time. Sometimes we do it um, and, and we can write a song in, in an hour. Right. Depends on what, like bad for me. You said that that was one of your one of your favorite songs. That was one of the songs that came together very quickly. Actually, um, I think I think the hardest part of that song was deciding like where how to make it not stagnant and where to go. Mm -hmm. That's why we put that thing at the end of the song where it like you know goes into that whole other part with tambo and the the swing section yeah. at the end. That was like the hardest part to come up with, but like the rest of it, we did in an hour. It was fast. Okay. So two questions for you guys real fast. Who is the chief lyricist? Okay. You're writing lyrics, Jason, you're doing the music the, mm -hmm. and Lacey's doing it. Okay. Sorry. I forgot that people aren't watching. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> this, why we can see each other here. It is an audio <laughs> medium that we do. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I always now, like, I forget who he had on, but somebody was like hey the video do i look okay and we're like we don't really release video a lot. And so now when i'm contacting people i always like hey we use a video just to see each other and react but like we don't promote yeah. so dress however you want to dress yeah. don't dress for a camera um <laughs> so my second question before i got off on tangent is since you guys are married in a band working together does this writing music cause fights not really? really? <laughs> oh, good. No. Well, you always hear. I mean, listen, it's tough <laughs> when you work with a spouse. I don't think so. It doesn't cause fights. Just no, we don't get like you're like that's a stupid get, lyric. That's like, a dumb chord. Sometimes there's like frustration, I guess, when you're sure. writing. Obviously, when you're writing songs, and that would happen with anybody. But it's not like a 
you guys don't get like, yeah, tense. It's pretty easy going and it's okay. Yeah, because we treat each other in in that sense. We treat each other like bandmates, not as husband and wife. Oh, but you can get mad at each other and storm out and throw shit if you treat each other like bandmates. (laughs) (laughs) No, not not, we're both pretty low key. I mean, if one of us has a good part and the other one still needs more time to work on it, like like she might have lyrics and a melody. Uh, there's a few songs I just said, okay, fine, record yourself singing it. I'll build the rest of the song mm-hmm. around that. Or if I have a cool riff and I know how I want to play the whole song, she'll say, okay, record that. I'll figure out how to sing something over it. Um, yeah. So then and that's sometimes it works that way. And usually it kind of does work that way. Then once we have enough of the song put together, we'll start working on it at practice to see if anybody else has any ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brian, I think of all the bands, we have 80, this might be our 81st episode. I don't think we've ever had a, a band that where there's like a, a couple before, like a relationship in the band. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. yeah. I, I mean, it's mostly so. dudes, like dude bands, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we interviewed a couple weeks ago the Black Bettys, who are the uh, backup vocalists for Blackberry Smoke and other people. They're the, the smoke now, but they're sisters, so that was the closest I think we had, That's you know, cool. siblings, yeah. <laughs> you know, brothers and bands, sisters, but yeah. I was just curious. I've never got a chance to ask, ask that question before because I love my wife. We've been together 20 years. And if I had to work with her, it, you know, I think it would be just, it'd be tough. Maybe. But maybe I, I that's just know. me because I can't sing and she told me never to sing again. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what the work is. I mean, for sure. doing this fun. kind of work, you kind of, you know, it's it's kind of a blessing because I wouldn't want just one of us to go on a tour and the other one stays home. Sure. You know, we, we know a lot of other musicians who are in relationships or married and yeah, the musician goes off and does the touring and the other one stays home and sometimes they have a baby or something. And mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that'd be hard. Um, you know, there's a lot of that. Yeah. So uh, you don't, then you got to hope that your spouse has the patience and the understanding to deal mm-hmm. with it. But that's something that we don't need to worry about. That's pretty uh, insightful, man. I'm impressive. From a musician, look okay. at that. Did you also do like philosophy in school? He's just yeah. very smart. Absolutely. He is, no kidding. Actually, everybody in this band is a college degree. So wow. we're, we're kind of a, a smart band, but we don't, do, band. we don't do math rock or art rock or anything. <laughs> like, you, could, you could do prog. I mean, that's what the smart people, they always do the prog stuff, all the time changes and all the you know, yeah. Yeah. 15 minute songs. Like time changes. I don't know. <laughs> Did you guys both go to the same college? No, no, she's from Canada. Canada. So you, okay. Canadian, remember? <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have gone to college in the That's states. True. There's no law against that. That's true. <laughs> no, I didn't. I went to college for journalism, which is okay. Nice. Well, it makes sense. You're writing. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's why I did it. I'm not into that at all. I, I don't. I don't want to do it. Like it's yeah. not something I would want to do. It would be uh, tough it was in more this of like environment. A, yeah, well, especially now, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it was more of a like, what skills do I have? I have to go to college now, straight out of high school. Help! What do I, I'm a good writer of journalism. Like yeah. that's basically what what happened there. That's basically what I did too. <laughs> and I went to college for uh, editing and publishing. And then when I got out of college, I thought, wait, so all of the publishing houses are closing now. <laughs> So, Oops. Uh, wait, people don't need editors. They have software. You should have done the philosophy degree, man. 
Yeah. Obviously. Well, I took a lot of music classes. Yeah. I just didn't walk away with a degree in music or anything. But yeah, I took, you know, a lot of music classes. And that's that was really where the education happened. You know, that's that's the most important stuff I learned in college. So Lacey, like with you have gone and taken that journalism class, knowing that you weren't going to be like a reporter or whatever. Do you like write the EPK or the bio or whatever? Like, could you be like the only reporter for the band? Like what's going on or, or with when you're writing songs, does that get the point where then someone else has to do that? No, I, I take care of all of that. Nice. That's awesome. All the bio stuff, all of the, yeah, all of that stuff. Oh yeah. Between the two of us, there aren't any typos or grammar. <laughs> That's your good point. We send it to each other. Yeah. We send when things to each other and say, look this over. More teamwork. This. More teamwork. It's the music and the writing. Yeah. It's the whole, whole thing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> right so on, right on. That's something we don't have to hire. <laughs> Even more, especially for an independent band, right? The more you can keep in house, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Jason, is it that time of the show? I, I think so. You guys good to do oh, a no. couple of fun lightning round questions? Uh oh. Okay. I'm you, really bad on the spot. You, well, don't overthink these stuff. It's just, it's just fun, the fun okay. things. And like, it's, you okay. know, don't, it's not anything serious. And it's fun because when I put my screen on, it gets really bright because all my questions are on light. Like, I started glowing. All right. <laughs> now, knowing your background a little bit, on the horror stuff, I want to start there. Um, I asked you guys both this question. Lacey, first, you first. What's your favorite horror movie? Uh, Evil Dead 2 or Nightmare on Elm Street 1. Cla- Nightmare on Elm Street 1's classic still holds up, still scary. Mm-hmm. And we get to watch Johnny Depp die. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I read something about the original Nightmare on Elm Street, like Robert England or Freddie has like seven minutes of screen time or something. Like it's a phenomenally small yeah. number. Yeah. But I think it also true. makes it more scary too, because he's not like this focus point and particularly as the series goes on where it's about him and the one-liners. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jason, I'm going to presume you're a horror movie fan. If not, that's okay. What is your favorite horror movie? Um, Wrong Turn. Ooh, cannibalism not, in West not Virginia. That recent one, the, the original it. one with yeah. um, Eliza uh, what's, what's her name? Eliza, Eliza. Yeah, Eliza Dishku. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. I saw that in the movie theater. I haven't yep. seen that in a long time. Like. Sawtooth, right? That was one of the guys' names. Sawtooth. Yeah. 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 Nothing. To, you know what? Inbred cannibals from West Virginia. That's scary. <laughs> That's pretty scary stuff. <laughs> so stay out of touring in West Virginia, guys. Don't go there um jason who's your favorite author uh favorite author wow uh probably mark twain or charles dickens or john steinbeck wow favorite book favorite book you threw the uh, classics out there by the way you're like smackdown great expectations. great expectations that's a that's a cool book yeah. i um you know we had to read all those books high school junior high great expectations was good but i really always dug a tale of two cities i thought that was a pretty freaking cool book yep it's a good one too you know a lot of stuff's been based off of that one but that sticks out in my mind for the classics Lacey, same questions over to you who's your favorite author mine's john steinbeck and you knew that mm-hmm. um but my favorite book is probably one that he recommended to me to read and it's by a guy named greg mm-hmm. matthews okay. i don't know if you know who that is but, no i'm not um, familiar oh, okay um 
uh, Power in the Blood. Okay. Is is my favorite book. What type of book is that? Uh, it's like a adventure. Historical, I would I would say it's adventure. I don't know. It's a historical gothic adventure. Mm-hmm. It's just like there's so much happening. You you get to like page eight and you're like, how has so many things happened already? It makes no sense and it's really good. Huh. I'll have to check that out. I, I I do dig reading. Brian, do you have a favorite book or author? When you were talking, I was thinking about that because I'm usually uh, read just autobiographies, and, and yeah. I'm trying to think of like what's the, the the last actual fictional storybook. And I I swear, like uh, when I was 14, I read all the Lord of the Rings books, and I don't know if there's been yeah. anything can't go wrong like like story fictional. Sorry, <laughs> my favorite book is The Count of Monte Cristo. I've read it probably 10 times. Nice. Um, then I try to read Alexander Damasus more like Ivan. I can't get into that, but Count of Monte Cristo. I love it. I love the revenge. I love completely obliterating your enemies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great lesson to be learned. Don't screw yeah. with somebody and you destroy. I have not read it. I have it's not read it. It's an ambitious one too. You should read it. Count of Monte Cristo is great. I mean, there's been so many movies and stuff and stuff based mm-hmm. off of it. No movie has ever done the book justice by any means. It is so it is. I revisit that every couple of years and read it again. Love it. Nice. Um, all right, Lacey, what's your first concert that you've went to? Not your uh, first one you played in. First one I played in or when? No, no, the first one that you've ever gone to. Um, I saw Def Leppard um, and the Tea Party opened the for tea them. Party. I'm Brian, tea help party me out here. Tea Party. Canadian. It's a Canadian band. So they were in Canada. You saw them play. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Probably in uh, the... What is the name of the place in Toronto? The big center, the Air Canada Center. It yeah. wasn't though. Um, okay. It was in it was in Sudbury at the, the arena, Sudbury Arena. What, okay. What tour was that? I have no idea. I don't oh. remember at all. <laughs> probably not hysteria. Um, Terrible. It probably slang or. <laughs> God, I don't remember. Okay. Honestly, I'm sorry. No, no worries. <laughs> Jason, what, what was the first concert that you went to? Foreigner. Nice. I have one or two, but yeah. with like a different singer or whatever. Sure. Yeah. yeah no that's Luke what the lineup. Where did you see him? Was that Wisconsin? Yep. Wisconsin. Nice. Very cool. I like it. I dig. Definitely dig that one. Okay, Jason, over to you. What was the first concert that you played? First concert that I played mm-hmm. it was New Year's Eve. It was in a dive bar. Were you in a cover band? Yeah, it was a cover band, but we did have a few originals. What kind, what kind of cover music were you playing? Oh, we, I mean, all, mostly classic rock. I mean, we played Rush, Zeppelin, Dio, uh, all that kind of stuff. And we put together 40 songs in a month. Ooh. We, were there, was there another guitar player in the band or was it all on you? There was another guitar player who did most of the singing and he, uh, you know, we split the guitar parts. So. Nice. Very cool. Lacey, what was your first concert you performed in? Also New Year's Eve. Uh, different New Year's Eve, not the same? Different New Year's okay. Eve, 2017 yeah. with uh, Bourbon House, the first Bourbon House show. So your first performance really ever outside of a talent show was Bourbon House. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I know. Not so. Not so, indeed. All right, Lacey, who's your favorite singer? Ooh, Chris Cornell. I can't go wrong, dude. 
Speaking of Led Zeppelin, that guy could sing some Led Zeppelin tunes. Yes. Yes, sir. For sure. Gone too <laughs> I have soon, so man. many, but yeah, I mean, if I have to give it to one, it's Chris Cornell. Jason, favorite guitarist? Favorite guitarist? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Page. All right, my man. See, I told you <laughs> I would right. be my favorite when we started. <laughs> I knew it. Solidarity. Yeah. Um, Jason, over to you. Favorite venue to, to play a show in? Favorite venue to play yeah. a show in? Um, hmm. I don't know if we've played a favorite venue. Uh, yeah, we've played a lot of them. I, like, what do you like? What do you look forward to going and playing? It could be local. It could be somewhere in another state that you've been you want to go back to. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Uh, the place in Kansas City. I don't remember what it was called, but it was a, there was a knuckleheads. Knuckleheads and oh, knuckleheads. Yeah, that that's going to be mine too. Actually. There's a lot of bands that played there. I know the Cold Stairs have played there, and some other people played yep. knuckleheads. That seems to be a hot yeah, spot. A lot of people have played it. Yep. And you can get yeah. some good barbecue while you're there. Yeah. yeah I don't know if the venue serves it, but Kansas City has good burnt barbecue. Ends. <laughs> it burnt ends, yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that was going to be my uh, the same one for me, too. Okay. And actually, All right. Then I will change your question, Lacey. Okay. What is your favorite place to go see a show? Oh. Good place to go see a show. Hmm. Um. Maybe fine line. That was pretty. I was pretty intimate, and um, but also not like not stupid intimate. You know what I mean? I'd yeah. say yeah. Fine line uh, cafe in Minneapolis. Okay. Wow. Brian, are you familiar? I haven't been there, but I'm familiar with it. It's yeah. not huge. It's a um, small place. Um, it's kind of it's, a, it's you know they just have a few tables and then close to the stage there's mm-hmm. a little bit of uh, an open area for standing room we were just it felt very like not we were there to see the chris robinson brotherhood oh, oh nice, nice. Yeah. yeah yeah and uh we it wasn't i didn't feel claustrophobic in there i'm very short um and i can't see over people and i always get like smushed and you know when, when I go to concerts um I don't know I when we went there this place I just felt like very we were right in front I could see everything and it was just not getting crushed it was nice <laughs> oh, you yeah. know the number one thing I always look for when I go to a show is not being crushed always yeah, I don't like being crushed list. it's not my favorite thing <laughs> <laughs> oh this is a joint question Brian and I show your hometown where do you tell us to go grab grab a, a bite to eat mm. probably red eye i would suggest red eye there's also a really good um like vietnamese place it's now like a new place my language yeah god what's it i can't remember what it's called it's like in the middle of nowhere and it you don't even think that it's a restaurant um you have to know that it's there like you're not it's in a residential neighborhood i'm pretty sure um i can't pronounce their food is so good yeah their food's really really good though so we will we will go to the place that has no name that doesn't look like a restaurant you gotta know the special code to get in just put in uh yeah hey bourbon house sent us everybody (laughs) what kind of place is red eye what what are we eating? Red there? eyes, like uh, just like a classic American, but they have um, they always have like a chef's menu. Okay. Um, so it changes a lot. 
they do a lot of like wood fired um, yeah. stuff that you can, and the kitchen's like nice and open and you can see and smell everything. And it's nice like awesome. also a, bl- a brewery. So, yeah, I was going to say, are they, yeah, they, but they have micro, that's cool. Do you guys that's have a, a favorite? Is that a Wausau? Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite local beer from that place? Mm, not huge, not a huge beer drinker, but I always like the, um, the sours or the ones that have like, you know, like a berry, they always have like some kind of like blueberry ale. Or yeah. Something. You, you can sit and hang out with my wife and drink. I'm not yeah, one, no are, part of that. Are, I'm a wine drinker. So okay. yeah. <laughs> Jason, anything for, like favorite brew for you? Um, I've the ambers and the dark ones more i changed my mind a lot uh, yeah me too <laughs> for a lot of years i was into dark beers and you know and then uh, and then i switched to wheat beers and then mm-hmm. i switched to sour ones and ciders and i don't know i haven't really been drinking much alcohol the last six months but i'm trying to get back into it <laughs> <laughs> Working my on. goal in 22 is drink more alcohol <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I heard it fights off covid i don't know if it's true or not but we can try. Yeah. got it <laughs> um, <laughs> all right i gotta this is for you both if you could play with an artist or group living or dead for one night who are you choosing like you're on stage with them performing Living Unless or you, dead? Yeah. Well, Led Zeppelin, no. I mean, yeah. pretty solid to me. Yeah, I think it's got to be Led Zeppelin. Um, man, the Beatles got to be pretty close Ooh. too, though. I don't know. I feel like I would be more intimidated by the Beatles. Yeah. In a way. I think John would kick me off the stage. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think Zeppelin would pretty much just let me play like shit on the side and just let jimmy and everybody else do their thing they would be nice about it i don't know (laughs) (laughs) you tried so if you guys are are playing zeppelin like lacy for you any particular song you'd like want to sing with them um maybe since i've been loving you oh that's um you guys could crush that you guys could crush that song that whole blues thing like absolutely yeah, that's probably probably the one for me. And as a guitar player, man, like that's a great song to play because it is like no parts repeated throughout the whole song. You got the opening mm-hmm. solo. You got all, like it's just mm-hmm. it's fun to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jason, what are you doing on guitar, man? You, what song do you want to play with them? hard eh? yeah it's super hard <laughs> sure oh sure like it's, you can go to the acoustic stuff you can honestly do electric stuff there's so many yeah. great riffs that zeppelin did well since i've been loving you it really has always been one of my favorite songs by them and um i think that's probably one i would choose too mm-hmm. what i love about that song other than it's crazy like it's crazy guitar stuff is I love that you can still hear the bass pedal squeak <laughs> that whole yeah. song. Yeah. I like that. I think it adds something to it. It's I, I love it. And I've heard like remastered other stuff where they've dropped that off or dropped. And I don't like it. I like to hear that freaking pedal yeah. squeak. It's great. It's part of the song. It's yeah. part of the song. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. No engineer today would leave that in there. No, no, no they would pro no. tools that shit right out. 
yeah. yeah and they would also quantize all the guitar parts so it wouldn't sound very good right Ex exactly yeah exactly. <laughs> I uh yeah yeah I'm with you guys I think the since I've been loving you guys would be no brainer you guys would crush it. Um okay, what's a song you'd wish you'd written yourself? Song I wish I written. like you hear it and you're like man that song is so good I wish I wish I would have written it. Um um Black Betty. <laughs> <laughs> we had a guy. David um, Goldfleece, who actually was the original like recorder of that album, and he played with the Almond Brothers band later on, and all That's that. Just crazy pans. Yep. I think I think that song is pretty amazing. To be honest, it is. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a rocker. Yeah, and it's just like what's happening. Um, yep. I would say Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh Ooh. God! Well, yeah, that's a pretty impressive writing right there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. If I wrote that song, I would just quit. I'm like, I'm done. I like, <laughs> can't get any better than I this. always pick those ones the Bohemian Rhapsody, um, Free Bird, mm -hmm. you know, epics, epic songs. Fairway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the label didn't want, I don't think, Queen to do that song or have that song on the album because it was right. so long and everything, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What a dumbass. Whoever thought they should put that one on there. Yeah. <laughs> what a dumbass. <laughs> And thank God for Wayne's World for bringing that back and making that a number one song. Hell yeah. Right? Wayne's yeah. World's my favorite. That's That that movie still holds up. It does. It does. There's some dated stuff in there, but like about corporate interference, product placement, all the other stuff. Yep. It's still, you know. Yep. And Tina Tia Carrera. Yes. Can't go wrong there She's either. A mm -hmm. She's a babe. She's a baby. She's a mega babe. <laughs> we could just play do that whole skit right here okay yeah, probably oh <laughs> <laughs> um, all right two last questions for you guys one's easy short and one's probably a little longer but uh jason i'm gonna start with you what is a guilty pleasure song or artist for you oh uh madonna Ooh, good choice do you have a particular song or just madonna in general um that's a good one prayer that's a good like one. A prayer, like a prayer. Like borderline. I like Lucky Star. Um, I love Crazy for You. I think that's great. And crazy that, is good. Vogue. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like Material Girl. Old Madonna Material is fantastic is pop music, Girl. man. Her, her 80s stuff is so good, that catalog. Yeah, those first five albums, man, are, they're all gold. I didn't expect that, but I like it. There you go. You just said. Yeah. There's, I got a lot of, a lot of He's, answers. Like, I mean, I listen to everything and I like a lot of things that most people, I think you'd be surprised Yeah. to know that I like it. So I that's why it's one of my favorite questions for our guests is to ask that. Cause I'm always curious. It's always interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Lacey, you're up. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like all of the like nineties and early two thousands, like, um, the pop kind of stuff like cc in the music factory salt and the hip hop dance salt and pepper definitely yeah uh tiffany debbie gibson like what else are we going with all that stuff anything mm, else not so much tiffany uh <laughs> more like more like in vogue like you said there oh in vogue there we go yeah. yeah that's a good one yeah so the 90s r&b tinge pop music tlc yeah tlc yeah there you go another one boys to men at all of those that's Bib DeVoe. yeah yeah 
Interesting choices. Now, no Canadian choice. Like, who's your favorite Canadian artist of all time? Canadian artist? Yeah, there's plenty of like. Oh, I know. So then, ones. No, and you can't say Rush. Rush. You cannot use Rush. You can't say Rush. Nope. <laughs> nope. Rush is off the table. Uh, the Guess Who is mine. I didn't Ooh. know they were Canadian. I actually just binged on the Guess Who yesterday. I was, uh, I think, little, yesterday the day before. Yeah. 70s Americana straight. light rock. I like it. My dad loved the Guess Who. Some of it's pretty hard, though. I yeah. Mean, what a great voice Burton Cummings had, huh? Yeah, for sure. I have one for you. All right, bring um, it. That you, I don't know if you know about them. They're a newer band. They're called okay. Monster Truck. Monster Truck, They're yes, Canadian. Southern yeah. Rock. Of course I know Monster I saw them open for Hell and Chains. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. I dig yeah, Monster Truck. Yeah, they they are a Southern rock band out of Canada. Hell yeah! Yep. But you didn't pick like uh, Love Lover Lover Boy, uh, no. Tom Cochran, uh, Corey. No, Corey Hart, oh. you know. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm very bad with like knowing who's who's from Canada. From Canada, yes. I would have chosen. So my my favorite Canadian band is the band. Even though only one guy was from the U.S., they're still a Canadian band because most everybody's from Canada. The band. Band. Very nice. Okay. All right. Last question. You guys have to put your heads together for this one. Tell us an interesting story from the road, a tour story. Good, bad, funny, whatever. What sticks out in your mind to me? And I say, tell us the story from the road. And you can't shock us. We've had fistfights with Ted Nugent's manager walking in on God. orgies. Well, here's the thing. I feel like German had, people. <laughs> that's all great stuff. I wish we had something that like crazy happened, but like we don't have very many the, crazy the things that happened. Yeah, the road's more boring than you think. <laughs> <laughs> the least so far for us was yeah, uh, we, not we, crazy eventful. Yeah, Van breakdown or anything? Well, anything from even or... a local show, like anything weird happened. Like we were playing a show one time and like a drunken wedding party walked in with a guy who had a stuffed fox under his arm. And, like that's <laughs> oh god, random. okay. Yeah, no, we have one. <laughs> See, I knew See, it. We but we have a local one um so we get to we get to the show and it's an outdoor show and they have an outdoor stage but when we get there they have a bunch of shit on the stage that they are not moving they're like nope you're not playing on the stage we can't move this stuff you have to play beside the stage on the part like what's on there is that musical equipment is it other like like storage like it's like stuff for the construction materials construction yes um, so they're like, you have to play beside the stage um, on the parking lot, concrete. We're like, okay, cool. But there's three cars there. They're like, yeah, go get the cars moved. We're like, all right. So we go and ask people like, hey, is this your car? Go move your car. Two of them do it. And then there's this one guy who's got his car there. He is hammered off of his ass. And it's like 4 p.m. at this point. Um and also has a breathalyzer in his car. He can't move it. So, yeah. so, so he has a problem. No, we have a problem. Uh, um, so we have to figure out what to do. What we do is we um, take our bassist at the time and say, you got to blow into this guy's thing, move his car. <laughs> so he takes one for the team, does it. I think car. that's a felony. Please don't use his name in this podcast. <laughs> in trouble. He just moved it, you know, in the parking lot. But anyways, um, as we're playing the show, as the opener is actually playing their set, 
this guy keeps going back to his car, staying in there for a bit, coming back out, going back, coming back out. Eventually, we're like, what the heck is he doing? One time he goes in there and he comes out with a tusk. Like an elephant tusk? Like an elephant tusk. Maybe he was a big Nobody fan of Fleetwood Mac. He, and he just decided he wanted to show everybody his, uh, his tusk, even if they were on stage. <laughs> On stage, it wasn't really a stage. Well, on, 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 <laughs> on parking, parking lot stage. Parking lot stage. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't assault anybody with the tusks, did he? No, but apparently okay. he was like really trying to find it. Like he tried to find it three times. You would think a tusk would not be that hard to find. Well, you you would think. <laughs> this guy was really hammered, though. Right. He but was- even like <laughs> super drunk. Like it's not like a small like. It's a tusk. Yeah. it's a tusk it's, it's a probably tusk. an illegal tusk too yeah. oh, I'm sure it was with everything else that was going on uh-huh. uh, with that guy it's yeah. probably the least illegal thing he was involved in right yeah. <laughs> so watch out for people uh, in Wisconsin with tusks and yeah that's the, the breathalyzer story out. or like when there's shit on the stage just cancel the show I don't know yeah. when there's <laughs> construction materials on the stage just yeah. don't have a show yeah and it got Actually, dark right when we were about to start playing. So we had to play in the dark. Oh, yeah. On the ground. Oh, Jesus. It was it was kind of a, a whole mess. In the yeah. dark, on the ground, beside the stage, with a drunk guy offering tusks as a reward. <laughs> you know. I'm telling you, he was a mega Fleetwood Mac fan. Yeah, love love yeah. Tusk. <laughs> That is actually less unusual seeing it was in Wisconsin. <laughs> Maybe he came from a Green Bay Packers bar. <laughs> Carrying a tusk. Uh, well, hey guys, thanks so much for being on. You were great. We appreciate the time that you've given us. So, where do we go? Where should we go to find out more about Bourbon House, your music, your merch, your tour? Um, fa- on Facebook, we're Bourbon House Official. Uh, we're also on Twitter, we're Bourbon House underscore. I think that that's how you guys found us was Twitter. I think possibly. so, maybe. Um, our music is everywhere on spotify itunes um youtube we have some music videos out on youtube mm-hmm. and on your website if you go to the website you've got videos posted on yeah. there and you can listen to your music as well yes our website is bourbonhouserocks.com and, and you have instagram and instagram yes that's bourbon house official and we also have tiktok actually oh tiktok yeah. i'm just sipping my toes in a tiktok i need my teenagers to help me with it but yes, yeah we- it's it's a whole, it's a thing to, it's actually pretty easy to figure out how to use though. So short videos. So you have everything, follow Bourbon House, follow Jason, follow Lacey on all their social media, get ready to hear the tour announcement to see if they're coming to your town and your state. Um, keep after it. Good luck guys. Stay safe on, on the road, Brian. Well, thank you for, to Lacey and Jason uh, from Bourbon House for being our guest. We're really grateful for that. And it's always nice to uh, have some new people, meet some new people to call friends. And we're going to be supporting you and doing everything we can to help you guys out. We're not going to be strangers. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Good to meet you. fun. Thank you to Lacey and Jason from Bourbon House for joining us. Uh, New friends. um, Great to talk to. And as we were talking, you know, I was thinking about, the guilty pleasure thing. And I wanted, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned the material. I love girl. that question. Love it. 
I mentioned Material Girl, but the other song is She Bop by Cindy Lauper. Oh, that's a great song. She Bop, She Bop, It is, Brian, that is one of the greatest, one of the top 10, top five pop songs about masturbation. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the Canada question, now this is like a heavy metal thing. Do you remember the band Kick-Axe? Kick-Axe yes. Vices? Yes. Yeah. They had a song, Heavy Metal Shuffle. Oh, I would have to look that one up again, but I remember the name Kick-Axe. Was Helix from Canada too? Remember Helix? I, yes. Walking the so. Razor's Edge? Yeah. There's a song called right. Rock You. Mm-hmm. Give me an R, R, O, Rock You. See, there's a lot of good Canadian rock groups. I know Bourbon House isn't Canadian, but Lacey's from Canada, but really good blues rock classic sound coming from them and coming out of Wisconsin. I think when we they're tour down south, they're going to get, get a lot of new fans when people come in here with their doing. You know, and once again, like, you, you know, Jason's mentioning, okay, like the, you know, the, they call it like a micropolitan area, smaller towns like that, but 100,000 altogether, but still somewhat rural, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, not as, I was looking up on here, Wausau is like, 35,000 or whatever. So it's not as small as like Edmonton, Kentucky or anything like that. But, but still, I always heard like about with Madison was where there's a lot of indie rock and Mm -hmm. it's maybe Wisconsin in general. Madison's a college town, right? You would think indie rock, sure. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. It was, uh, you know, very awesome. And two firsts for us, our first uh, couple in a band and a Wisconsin band. Right. Yeah, for sure. You know, sure. it only took us 80, 81 episodes, but we got there, Brian. We did it. <laughs> I wonder how many states we're missing now. Probably quite a bit. Well, you know, no Alaska, no Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> we still need North Dakota. We got South Dakota. No, we, no, got, we, North no, we got North Dakota. We Jennifer need South Dakota. From North Dakota. Yeah, we need South Dakota. Um, there's probably quite a few, right? But we, we'll get there. Maybe our goal is one band from every state. Yeah, there you go. It's a very, uh, it's an admirable goal that we shall reach. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. What else stood out to you with our conversation with Bourbon um, House? You know, it was interesting to find out that they were both writers. Yeah. Right. Actually, sure. novel work to be novelists and how that did or didn't play into what they're doing now, how they really have a good dynamic of, of Jason really writing the music, Lacey doing the lyrics and how they they work together and it doesn't really cause a lot of a lot of strife between them. Because I, I figure like that would be tough. You're a couple and now you're doing this together. Like it would it would, I figured it'd be tough, but it didn't sound like it was tough. So that was pretty interesting. I'm telling you, the drunk guy with the tusk is a Green Bay Packers fan. I'm throwing that out there right now. He's a cheesehead, absolutely. <laughs> and that's, you know, that, that's why we save for most of these podcasts, those songs, those questions at the end, because they're always interesting to hear. Guilty pleasure and then tell us a, a good story from the road or from a show. And you just never know what's going to happen. Well, I got to go, as you can see. <laughs> Ellie May is ready for you to get out. Somebody's decided this podcast is over. So having said that, I'll say this, Ellie. (laughs) Always remember, Southern Rock is reverent, blues is blood. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 